Good morning, everyone. It is the 17th of October. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. It was another tough week for both equity and bond markets. The yield on the 10-year US Treasury bond topped 4% as prices fell and the whole yield curve moved higher. It seems hopes of a Federal Reserve policy pivot faded completely after core consumer price inflation hit a 40-year high of 6.6%. And that reinforces expectations that the Fed will deliver another 75 basis points hike early next month, Alex. Morning, Lorna. Following that consumer prices report, the futures market is now leaning back towards price and back-to-back 75 basis point rate hikes in the next two central bank meetings after consumer prices rose more than forecast in September just. The expectation by the market was that inflation number would drop from 8.3 last month to 8.1 this month. The actual number came in at 8.2. It's very close, but importantly, not significantly higher and points towards the potential for these numbers to plateau. However, the core number, which excludes inflation from energy and food, was slightly higher than previous and expected. Although, again, not considerably higher as it had been over the past year. This likely causes more concern, given the number is still higher and, as mentioned, excludes that big energy factor. The key effect this has is on the likelihood for terminal rates to move towards 500 to 525 basis points by early next year. Yes, indeed. And on Friday, we saw US retail sales data. Any help to market sentiment from those figures? We had the US consumer spending as represented by retail sales. It was expected to rise by 0.2% month on month in September after recording an unprecedented increase of 0.4 in August. The actual number was flat, 0.0, showing the households had made some cutbacks in purchases of big ticket items, especially such as cars, electronics and appliances. Other measures, however, showed the strong wage gains and savings levels are supporting commerce spending, but certainly doesn't show the kind of strong overheating that requires more aggressive rate hikes, but equally doesn't show weakness that would require require loosening of the approach just as yet. No, quite. And the FOMC minutes of the Fed September meeting were released, and we can see this clear laser-like focus on controlling inflation there. That's right, Lorna. There were no real surprises here. The minutes of the September monetary policy meeting show that the committee remains focused on bringing inflation down by raising interest rates with the growing downside risk to the economy. Language continues to be focused on not giving market participants enough evidence or hope that would lead to a sharp revaluation of current. And again, that terminal rate remains around 5%. And the Q3 reporting season is now upon us, as usual, kicked off in the US by the banking sector. What was the message from Wall Street? Markets are hoping the corporate results turn out to be the much-needed good news. U.S. banks were expected to post the biggest profit decline of any S&P 500 index sector, as the fear is Fed tightening will spark defaults and force banks to set aside higher provisions against losses. We have begun to see some of those first earnings of the season come in. Expectations for this quarter are that earnings come in at 7%. That's in line with the expected annual rate. Again, as expected, energy is by far the strongest sector, feeding off those higher than expected prices we continue to see. We continue, however, not to see those large widespread downgrades as yet across most sectors, but some slowdown is continued to be expected in materials and telecoms, as well as the previously mentioned financial sector. The markets will be very much on the lookout for any downgrades coming forward. The situation in the UK has, of course, been fueling market uncertainty over recent weeks. What do you make of the latest turn of events? There's a lot going on, I guess, but over the last week, the UK government bonds have rallied on expectations that the government is preparing to reverse some of the tax cuts through the company's financial cuts in turmoil. The gains in price pulled yields down on two 10 and 30 year government bonds. Sterling fell 0.5% against the dollar, a sign investors remain jittery about the UK's economic outlook. And finally, on Friday, Prime Minister Liz Truss announced the unwinding of some of her plans to cut taxes 
which had previously spooked investors and sparked a rise in borrowing costs that ricocheted through the financial system and had led the Bank of England to launch an emergency intervention. And of course, only this morning we've seen sterling rally somewhat more U-turns have been announced. What's on your radar for next week then, Alex? China's twice-a-decade party congress kicked off on Sunday and will last the week during which President Xi Jinping is poised to secure an unprecedented third leadership term as general secretary. The current gathering may offer some clues on how Beijing plans to stabilise the embattled retail sector also, as well as the zero COVID policy. China is expected to reveal its gross domestic product for July-September period on October 18th. And the consensus among analysts is that China's economy grew by 3.5% during the third quarter year-on-year. Elsewhere, we're expecting reports on UK GDP and inflation and the German ZEW Economic Sentiment Index that gauges the six-month economic outlook. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna.